because the Fox News story was kind of so obnoxious, uh, I actually wanted not only Jeff Stein, our regular Wednesday feature on uh, politics, to chime in on it. I also wanted Cliff Schechter, a best-selling <laughs> author, writer, was an writer, an ad writer for Joe Biden's presidential campaign in 2020. In 2022, his Blue Amp Action email list raised over $850,000 for Democratic candidates and progressive organizations. He hosts the Blue Amp YouTube channel, where it's fantastic. Humorous cutting takedowns that have gone viral. You can find some of those retweeted on my social media pages. And you can subscribe at YouTube. I'll put the link out for that a little bit later on. Cliff Schechter is kind enough to join us today to weigh in on this as well. Hey, Cliff. Hey, buddy. I can only think of two things after hearing you the last minute. One is, what was that, like, drunken banana French toast? Because that sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, it actually does, yes. I need to, I need to come up there and go to that place. Um, oh, and, uh, you get up here. Thing, you get up here. I'll take you around, man. Deal. Second thing is, I heard you say, like, you know, Fox News is so obnoxious, we couldn't just have our regular guy on. I'm thinking, we need to have somebody just as obnoxious as they are. So we have Cliff Schechter for you. <laughs> well, not as so obnoxious. No, well, I, did, I, <laughs> did I say it loud? Brett, I thought I was, I was asking for professional, insightful commentary. That's what I'm looking for. I, I am not offended at all. I, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to speak up here, Brad. Go ahead. No, no <laughs> well, no. Uh, let's let, let's go through this dumpster you want fire. Commentary. You called the wrong guy. You need somebody else. I'm going to give you drunken banana obnoxiousness. It's always been a dumpster fire here. Let's bring Cliff on in. All right. So, <laughs> actually, no. Okay. So, I this is because there was a moment, and I and I brought this up with Jeff Stein, who's our usual Wednesday guy, who comes in. You were in here last Wednesday. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you coming on today. The so I'm watching all this stuff, and I'm just relishing in the deliciousness of all these text messages that Dominion is releasing that basically show Fox News knew exactly what they were doing. And Fox News is going to lose billions of dollars to Dominion. Dominion's going to own a yeah. good chunk of Fox News at the end of all this. But that being said— I a serious chunk. But, but yeah. then all of a sudden came the story, Rupert Murdoch sharing Biden's ads pre-air— with Jared Kushner and the the Trump campaign, as well as debate strategy, and you know, and, and the, you know, I I mean, in, in the media business, I first of all, and granted, I'm a I'm a terrestrial radio station here. We, you can't do that. The FCC rules. You can't do stuff like that. But you are definitely offering a massive contribution to the to the Kushner and to to the Trump campaign that you're not offering to other people. You, that's where I said, okay, this is changed. This story is now changing to where it's not just you guys were putting forward falsehoods that you were very openly, as you try to scream fair and balanced, very much trying to make sure one side got elected here, and that I think could end up being some legal problems there as well. Y your thoughts on when that that oh, story? God, goes? I hope so. Ugh. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. God, I hope there are legal problems because of that. But I can only speak from my experience, and it's enough that, you know, being involved with these various organizations. <clears throat> I was never a paid analyst at Fox, but for a number of years I went on to debate and saw things behind the scenes I shared with people. I mean, the hosts weren't even trying to pretend. You know, and I wrote an op-ed for the New York Times on the year that I spent as a paid analyst at the Sinclair Broadcast Network, which you know is basically the same thing as yeah, Fox. It's yeah. just a local station. On all the things, all the ways that they set things up behind the scenes, all the lies they told, all the times they were honest about that they were on the team, <clears throat> and the reporter they wouldn't let report the bad news he saw in Iraq, only the quote-unquote good news, because Bush was in office. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and I mean, I, I guess the biggest fallacy, the biggest problem here is that we even need this kind of proof. 
I mean, we all, I mean, the right will take anything. The right, they grab people who are either nonpartisan, like, you know, ambassador to, to Ukraine, or that, or people who are who are like Republicans, like Jeff Flake, or anybody that even slightly disagrees with them. Hell, Liz Cheney, and they turn them into oh, they're liberals and they're biased and they're Democrats and scream it again and again and again. Meanwhile, they do the most obvious things in the world on the most obvious playbook. Roger Ailes said it when he first set up. I think it was called Right Wing News or something stupid like that. But his predecessor to Fox News that they needed a way because of what had happened during Watergate with Nixon i.e. the news actually told the truth, they needed a way to be able to hijack the truth so they could stop something like that from happening in the future. And that was always his mission, and he was a TV producer, but he built a TV station that was based on a political campaign. And you can hear it in the way that Hannity and Tucker Carlson and all of them text each other, like, you know, our base will be happy. Our base. That's, that's how a candidate refers to, like, the, the people they're running to win who are going to turn out for them who like them, Right. They don't view this as news. They view it as a campaign. Mm -hmm. It is a campaign to build ratings and help Republicans win. And that is all that it's about. And so I hope there's legal. But, I mean, my God, I mean, the the, the cheating that these people have engaged in, if we ever know the full truth, we still don't Mm -hmm. know, you know, with Jimmy Carter entering hospice, we still don't know what's true and what's not. About about William Casey, Reagan's campaign manager, you may remember, had the CIA foreign policy connections, whether there was a deal for them to hold the hostages until has, Carter was out of office. France, said, always been France, said, it, France said it happened. Israel said it happened. Russia said yep. it happened. The Iranian president said it happened. There are more yep. than a few people that said that meeting, those meetings happened. And, 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 and the PLO, and remember, the, is, remember the PLO, PLO told Carter 10 years afterwards that Reagan's campaign had contacted him beforehand saying, we'll give you arms for the PLO if you can get us in touch with the Iranians. And that's so, what I was going to tell you. Yeah. Right, like, like if you see what happens six, seven, eight years later with Iran-Contra, gee, I wonder where they put the connections together for that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like it all it's like you see, it makes you sound conspiratorial. But it all feeds into each other. You may remember now, of course, a good member, of, no longer a member of the right, because he realized he took things too far. But back in those days, George Will, who was helping Ronald Reagan prepare for his debate, you brought up like debate points and stealing those. Well, guess what? Like He came across Jimmy Carter's debate uh, uh, book, and he shared it with Reagan, and they used it to practice it, and didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like this is what we've been up against. We're up against people who will lie, cheat, steal. They push their grandmother, grandma from the train to win an election. And the only thing that's changed over the last 40 years is it gotten worse and worse, more, more and more base instinct, less and less hidden behind a smile or a nicety like Reagan was able to do into the snarling sort of, you know, mouth of Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis you know, and Kevin McCarthy and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they have become their base self. They've been headed in that direction forever. But, you know, because those things add up. Mm-hmm. And when you're willing to play to racism and, and voter suppression and use the kinds of words that, oh, what was his name, Lee Atwater used, the N-word constantly, about, you know, when you're willing to do that kind of stuff to win, you can't just sort of brush it aside later. You know what I mean? Then yeah. Willie Horton comes. And then other, when you're willing to, to, to cheat and steal a debate book, you'll be willing to do it in the future. When you're willing to make deals <clears throat> with foreign enemies, and there always were, by the way, those same rumors out there about Nixon having talks with the Vietnamese. And I, I'm just saying, like, you know, it proves itself true 
Every time we hear these things, they end up being true. So we're, we're right back where we started. Fox News is a political operation. It always was a political operation. The fact that they've allowed it to be news, it should have been kicked out of the White House briefing room long ago. It should get no scoops, no information shared with it, whatever scraps they can find on the floor. I'm so proud of Joe Biden, <clears throat> excuse me, who refused to do the Super Bowl interview this year with Fox, who refused to do it. Good. But much more needs to happen. They need to be treated like the pariah they are, because the right has learned if they repeat something enough, you'll believe it whether it's true or not. Well, here's something that's true that we could repeat. Fox is not news. It's entertainment, and it's entertainment to elect Republicans. Repeat it enough every time somebody brings up Fox. Refuse to treat them like a news organization. You know, when they call, if you, you, know, when they call on you at a press briefing, so you're not really press and move to somebody else, treat them that way, because that's who they are. You know, I used to do some Sunday stuff on Fox and Vitter. Remember Vitter? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, the guy that used to do the Sunday afternoons. Mr. Brothel himself? Well, yeah, it, and, and when I was on the air with him, he was an unapologetic right-wing douche nozzle. I mean, just was an absolute jackass. But then you find out these text messages behind the scenes, he was like, this is not real, you know, and they got rid of him, actually. Uh, and I'm not exactly saying it was a loss. But, I mean, it was it was really the Jekyll and Hyde thing for me came very, very visible at that point. Was This was a guy that was on the air, was just really carrying as much of the water as he could. But he, he even he behind the scenes was like, this is, we shouldn't be doing this. This is, these right. are lies. It really Isn't it is nuts. amazing? Yeah. Like you see some of these people that are those, like, you know, publicly, these morally compromised people. It's kind of like Liz Cheney. And there even gets to be a point for them where they're like, wait a minute, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, the, I mean, like when, when she cursed out Jim Jordan or whatever, after the, the Capitol was attacked, I mean, what are we doing when the Capitol, when you're, when you're lying to your people so systematically, you're brainwashing them to a point where they'll show up to the Capitol of the United States and they'll attack the Capitol and kill people. And, you know, and like th- this is this is where we've gone. So that the, the Vitters and the Liz Cheney's people that, you know, George Will, I mentioned earlier, people that were plenty enough hardliners during the Bush administration. It's even gotten to the point where they've had to jump off because it's gotten so insane. But the ones that are still there, they're creepy, they're corrupt, they're incompetent. You know, they're, they're just the most disgusting, cruel band of people who are willing to do anything because you saw in those texts and everything. That even Rupert Murdoch, that slimy scumbag, who, by the way, isn't American, and why we even kicked him the hell out of the country for what he's done, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, who, who sat there, you know, who, and, and said, oh, well, this is bad. Maybe we should, we should change. Maybe we shouldn't do this. This is bad for democracy. Oh, but wait, we may lose people to Newsmax. They put the goddamn profits first. That, yeah. is the, that is the moral of the story here. Tucker Carlson, who comes from the damn Swats, Swanson Frozen Food Fortune, he doesn't need a cent. He's a power-hungry fascist meatball, is what he is, <laughs> and that's all he cares about. He just cares about, cares about people cooing at him when he's on TV. They're despicable, disgusting people, and they are what we need to call them. They are traitors for yeah. profit and for and for ratings. They are willing to destroy the United States of America. They are tre- they are traitors. They are treasonous. They're seditionists. Call them whatever you want. They hate this country, or at least don't love it as much as they love money in their pockets and high rates. You you wonder why I have Cliff Schechter on that last little rant right there. It's beautiful, man. Beautiful. You and I are both. I'm fuming about this. I'm fuming about this because of the the, the dishonesty to the network. But going back to the handing of stuff over to the other campaign, Republicans are trying to say, oh, Donna Brazil was it uh, that. Uh, 
was asking CNN for talking points. That's one thing. Someone asking someone, to can you give us an insight on this? That's not what happened here. Joe Biden's campaign would call Fox News saying we're going to run this many ads, this many days. Here's how much it's going to cost. Here we'll have the ads to you. And the second the ads got there and the narrative got there, Murdoch, before they even aired, was running over to, to Jared Kushner saying, here are his ads. Here's the narrative. Yep. You know, produce an ad as quick as you can and we'll, 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 we'll you know, get them in the same break so basically you can counterpunch them. And that's very different, let alone as well, saying, oh, when we have our debate here, here's what we know is going to happen. So here's the questions. Make sure Donald's ready for this. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, ridiculous. I've got to believe there be a Fox should not. Sorry, go no, ahead. I was just going to say, I've got to believe there's a legal thing there. Well, I have to believe there's a legal thing, too. And I hope there is. And let's pursue that, because you're right. Dominion's going to own their lunch. Everyone should do this. But yes. if you're a Democrat <laughs> and you agree to debate on Fox at this point, you're an idiot. If you're a Democrat and you, you, you agree in any to, to accept Fox as, you know, whether it's a town hall, whatever, as any kind of informal arbiter of truth, you're a moron because you know what's going on here. They've given away. But even before this, again, we like this network has behaved as this outlier, radical, fascist organization. They helped organize the Brooks Brothers riots in 2000. They, have, they helped organize the Tea Party ga- gatherings in 2010. They've just again and again, the, you know, Jeb. Bush or John uh, George Bush's cousin was the one who made the call for George W. Bush at Fox in 2000, and then the other networks followed. I mean, if someone did an honest history and got in there into the Fox vault and could get all the truth of all of the stuff that they've done, it would it, honestly it, it would blow away any spy novel you could ever write. Mm-hmm. All right, and now they're 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 repeating Russian talking points constantly. I mean, I'm sure, you know, because we, we, we were, oh, that's, that would be crazy. Well, everything you thought would be crazy 20 years ago is true. I'm sure there, that there's, there's Fox people in touch with Russian people. I'm sure they're coordinating their talking points so it has that much more power and that much more punch when they're doing things because they, the Fox and Republicans have essentially become an arm uh, of Putin's party. Like, anything you can think they're doing right now to enrich themselves, to be corrupt, to, you know, to destroy our democracy... They're doing it, and they're doing worse. I Trust me. Okay. Well, and to piggyback on what you're saying, you said it perfect. Don't go on there because you are, there's no way you can guarantee Fox News isn't basically setting you up to basically attack you with, with either talking points or, or with questions set from the, their opponent directly. Or, and then this is, this is the big thing, and you kind of alluded to this, the, the closet with all the secrets in it. Does anyone think this is the first time Rupert Murdoch's done this? I would oh, guarantee he's done you. It every time since how long have they existed? And since I think they first went on air in 1996. Exactly. You can guess they've done it every time, and much worse than that. And I would just say I've been saying this for a long time. If Democratic pundits, right, quote unquote, people like me, people like you, whoever want to go on Fox, I used to go on because I found it was good training, it was fun. Because I found that this group of schmucks who thought they were smart or the biggest dunderheads in the world would gang up on me two on one. And they would change the topic at the last minute, and I thought it was a good challenge so that I could beat the crap out of these two idiots, you know, slobbering on themselves who thought they were smart. That's me, because I like pain, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not everybody's like that. You, know, you may be, if you like, you like debating with jerks, go do it. If you want to go, so I'm not saying every Democratic pundit, but not one Democratic elected official should grace that place. And this isn't based on these recent fundings. I've been saying this for the last at least half decade, if not more. By go, our president, our chief of staff, our senators, our congressmen, our governors, you go on that station, what you're doing is you're giving it legitimacy. 
it, it deserves zero legitimacy. It should be referred to as Fox Entertainment all the time, mm-hmm. and it should be referred to as the Fox Republican Party, or you know, in the variations on those themes. They should not answer their questions that they ask you. You should not go on their station. Again, if people like me and you want to go on there and ruffle feathers and argue with them and make them look stupid in front of themselves, fine. But but I don't have a title. I'm not great, but my going on there, I'm just some, some you know, like slap. Oh, that's like Matt slap. so I'm not bad because I don't do things like that. But I'm just some goofball, you know, living here in Cincinnati doing my thing. I can go on Fox News. An elected official, absolutely, from the Democratic Party, should not even consider it. Uh, I'm going to ask you uh, about the same thing as well I talked to Jeff about, and just th- th- this idea, does Ron DeSantis really think Make America Florida is an, actually a winning slogan? Because it just, it, it, if if the first thing out of your mouth is a giggle, <laughs> make America Florida, I mean, I think what the first thing out of your mouth is like, I don't think this is going to be your winning candidacy uh, slogan here. Well, all I know is... <laughs> Is that you know the movie Cocaine Bear you yeah. know, is coming out? <laughs> but when when I think of Florida, what comes to mind is an alligator on meth. Yes, honestly, I imagine an alligator in a strip mall parking lot because that's all they've got there because public transportation isn't something anyone believes in. In these dollar store strip, you know, parking lots, the ugliest scenery in the history of the world, in massive humidity, and there's an alligator that, who, who basically is methed up and attacking you. All right. I mean, that's the way everybody pictures Florida. So, uh, you know, no, that's not a good phrase. I don't think it'll work. Florida has become a punchline. There's a there's entries in, you know, in wikis and whatever for Florida, man. I just I I don't see how they think that's going to go forward. I think most people think that that the covid protocols that were ignored there were insane. I think most people realize that Miami you know, a, a American city is at a point now when it's high tide sometimes where the water runs up two or three blocks and may not be, it probably won't be there in 30 years because the state most affected by climate change has, has decided to ignore it. I mean, you know, they've got the, the, one of the worst gun problems in the country. It was the first place where they passed stand your ground. Who the hell wants to be America to be like Florida? No. Frankly, I, I don't know anybody that does, but Ron DeSantis is bigger problems. I mean, I could write the ads to mock that guy showing up to floods in his little white booties and his little chipmunk face when he tries to look all Top Gun with a helmet squishing his big noggin. Like he's a, if you know, if they don't do caucus and attack him, they're failing. I, I just, I don't, I don't think DeSantis. I think he's an early bubble the way Jeb was in 2016 and Hillary was in 2008 and all these people. Remember when Joe Lieberman couldn't lose in 2004? Yeah, uh, and he was he's ahead in the Democratic race. Yeah, DeSantis is where he is now. Plenty of other people are going to emerge. I don't think any of them have yet. They're not accepting an Indian woman. I'm sorry, Nikki. You can self-loathe all you want. They still hate you because of who you are. Mm-hmm. And you took down the Confederate flag. You're done. Mm-hmm. Tim Scott, don't make me laugh. Like, you know, the, somebody will come along who's palatable, who's conservative, but not completely tied into and, and at least doesn't, you know, says things at least with a little more of a chuckle than, you know, than uh, – uh, than DeSantis and Trump, uh, than DeSantis does, so that they're a little more likable. I don't know who it's going to be. Yep. I always thought John Thune was somebody who scared me because he's got that whole Midwestern, look, good old guy kind of image. Even though he's a he's a fascist in the policies he passes. To me, someone like that's going to emerge. I don't think we've seen the Republican nominee. Well, and I, to back up what you were saying there, it's, if you get down to the base where the Republican Party picks their candidates, they are, unless it's a white man, it's not. no one else has a chance. And that's just – I saw it up here. The best candidate they had in Minnesota for the governor's race 
was Michelle Benson. She had never had a chance. She never had a chance because it has to be white guy because at the end of the day, that's kind of the narrative that the Republican, the people that choose the Republican candidates want to go with. And that's the, the issues that they do have. Yep. Um, uh, that being said, a lot, final thing here. Uh, Twins Phillies today, 4-4. God, I can't. Well, one thing I can't stand about spring training baseball is ties. But apparently, <laughs> the Pirates and the Orioles were so upset they they wanted to finish this game. They played the rest of their game Sandlot style without any umpires, so they could get the extra innings. Oh done. my gosh! <laughs> I, I love that though. I love that they wanted to play these guys. You know, like, like spring training, nobody ever takes seriously. I love that the Yankees kids, who basically I want to pull them all up, Dominguez and Volpe, and all these guys are getting a chance. Volpe stole from first base to third base. Ricky Henderson style, everybody talks about his amazing speed. I want that stuff. I want the energy. I like the bigger bases. I like the no shifting. I, I'm looking forward to baseball again where people hit and run and steal bases, you know, and, and, and oh, my God, that person only got a single and not a home run or a strikeout. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm really – I'm looking forward to all of it. I am, so too. So that's going to be cool. I want to say one thing before I leave, though. You yeah. should uh, probably look around maybe check Twitter quickly or whatever, but – a, a big uh, political presence is moving to your your fair town. Um, I just read it's a shame because he has to take care of his mother. But Jim Manley, if you know who Jim is, who was Harry Reid's chief of staff for years, and a big Washington presence, just announced on Twitter he's moving back to Minneapolis, where I guess he grew up. So mm-hmm. you may have an additional radio uh, <laughs> uh, a person to put on radio soon. Well, I'll have him. And then, apparently, apparently Skrillex has been doing some stuff in town too. So I mean, I got I've got choices. I've got choices. See. <laughs> You got stuff going on. Uh, Cliff Schechter, once again, uh, the YouTube channel is sensational. If you're not following it, you're wrong. Go get subscribed over there. Uh, it's it's already got thousands of uh, subscribers. It's going tens of thousands. Just about to pass 12,000. There you go. There you go. Uh, so follow him there. I'll put the links out for everything a little bit later on. It's Blue Amp YouTube channel. Blue Amp YouTube channel. Cliff, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Always my pleasure, buddy. Take care.